<laughs> Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. Hello there. Hello there. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. I still, I feel, we've, we haven't been back for that long. What, the podcast? Yeah. No. But I, so I still feel like it's a bit of an old to like, oh, we get to record yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, we usually record on a Friday and because I was away for a wedding, it's we're recording on a Monday, which I'm actually feeling really fresh about. Like, Ooh, I feel like if we so tried, fresh you knocked a drink bottle. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I feel like if we tried to record on Friday afternoon, I, I would have been in all sorts. <laughs> it might have been one of those, I feel like sometimes when we record in peak fatigue mode, mm. sometimes we do our best work. Sometimes. Like we jokes. Yeah, pull it out of that. <laughs> of course. But we've got the Monday morning freshness mm. or the Wednesday morning. For when you're listening. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what day it is. (laughs) So how's your week? What's been happening? Week was good. Week was good. Um, Yeah, I I actually don't know what day it is because it was very very confusing. It was awesome to have a bit of a midweek wedding. So we had Brooke and Miles' wedding last week, which was on a Thursday afternoon, which was awesome because then you actually had the weekend to kind of recover from the wedding. Like usually if it's like on a Saturday, it's like, oh gosh, work on Monday. But anyway, that's why I feel like I'm bouncing off the walls today because I'm just (laughs) really ready (laughs) to come into work today. And you went to a concert last night? Yeah, well, not a concert. What was was it? um, Sushi Mango. So they are the comedians. I don't know if you saw them. Uh, See, I got to know them over TikTok over COVID. They were very, very funny. It was the guy with the wall. There's three. Oh, there's three. I've seen one. You sent me them and he he was next to a wall and there was one video he did where he was like he he was like you can go to your yes, living room you can go to your bed yes, I, yeah I've, I've well, seen that yeah I yeah did. they often mocked a lot of our um press conferences yes but they're just they're really really funny so I highly recommend giving them a follow but yeah they they did their um tour and it was so funny like it was a full comedy um oh. sketch and it was just we were just laughing the whole time it was really fun so that was that was just and it looked yeah. full yeah it was packed it was so they did two nights in melbourne and they were both sold out like, it's incredible. It's amazing. Did they start in lockdown? No. Well, so I only got to know them over lockdown okay. and over TikTok. So for me, I was like, whoa, this is like amazing. But then they were saying like, oh, we haven't been able to do this in two years. So I think they've actually been doing it for a little bit, but I just didn't know of them. But they are amazing. Really funny. Well, funny. can we – we can't go anymore, can we? Because they're <laughs> No, I think it's finished. <laughs> I think that was but actually if you the leave, last one. But, oh, it's finished totally. Oh, I don't know if Melbourne was their last stop. Okay. I don't know. I, Josh surprised me with the tickets. I didn't it's even so know nice. it was happening. So, yeah. I did think. I was like, oh, mum and dad out on the town on a Sunday night. I love it. Really? <laughs> How was your weekend? Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally finished. It's so funny. I did a big clean out last weekend, mm-hmm. but I finished it off this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the house is finally – Amazing. Everything's like there's no piles of things right now. I mean, you know what? By Wednesday, maybe there will be, (laughs) but there's right now there's no piles of things, and it just makes me feel Mm. really happy, Mm. really, really happy. And I also I'm back into running again Mm -hmm. after COVID. Mm -hmm. I so it's I'm I'm struggling a little bit because I'm used to being able to run like I could probably run before COVID 12k without I didn't do it often because I was like I just didn't want to run for that long yeah but I could do it and not be exhausted yeah 
And I think unlike a lot of people who consider themselves not runners, it's like you you knew physically you could do that and also mentally you were often yes. quite motivated with your running. Um, maybe not to put your runners on, but then as soon as you got going, you're always feeling really good about running. But I feel like once you lose a bit of your running fitness, that's when you really have to push through the mental battle. A hundred percent because I feel like it's almost – I mean, it's always – coming back from any, yeah. you know, sickness or injury or whatever it might be is always difficult or even starting is really difficult because – and but for me, it's like I know that I usually – find yeah. running really easy and it's really hard and yeah. I can't I just can't get past oh well I'm at 6k at the moment I'm doing the 5 to 10k running program I'm in week two mm-hmm. I'm up to week two run two is it which I did. listening to yourself yeah it's a yourself. little bit it is a little bit but I'm the thing that I love about it is that I know I'm gonna because this is the old me would have gone straight to trying to do 10k yeah um really probably given myself some type of fatigue injured myself very bad so I'm now obviously more, I'm more balanced. I am a new me, wow. <laughs> balanced version of me. Uh, and so I'm building up gradually because I know in eight weeks I'll be able to do 10K again. Yeah. And I know it's safe for my body yeah. to build up, you yeah. know, three runs a week. So yes, I did. So I did that run on Sunday. It was tough. It was also really windy, mm. which just it makes was, running actually. so much harder. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it is. So I'm doing the run program. I'm excited to be doing it. But mentally, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you that's know what I'm it's at. like for the rest yeah. of us who yeah. don't like running. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And I'm doing as well. So, we are also in the six-week challenge, Danny's challenge. Mm. What I'm doing, so I'm doing my three runs and then I'm doing the two strength sessions a week. I'm just not doing the hip, the hip. one. Yeah. Because I'm doing I, the running. Um, I need to balance out my weeks again. I got really excited with all of Leo's new workouts and then oh, yes. Danny's six-week challenge and I've – yeah, my knees are feeling it a little bit, so I haven't been running. Um, but I really want to get back into, like, at the start of the year, I was like, yeah, I want to balance my weeks with, like, a little bit of running, a little bit of yoga and, like, strength. And I've just been doing hit. <laughs> so <laughs> don't know what the heck is happening to me. Um, but, yeah, my body's certainly not loving doing too much of it, yes. of the same thing. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm needing to, <laughs> to reevaluate this week. I'm, and I think I'm going to do the same thing. I think I want to do the strength ones from yes. the challenge and then mix that up with, maybe one run and a couple of yoga sessions amazing they're so good though I love the new master classes yeah they are yeah anyway I, I worked out with you this morning oh I really enjoyed nice. it oh yes yeah. today's workout I'm good. excited half to do half that body one. half lower body mm. but speaking of running and being yes. active we do have some kick updates for yes you. yes we do yes 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 one being the Carmen's fun run at Alstonwick Park in Melbourne which is to raise funds for Breast Cancer Network Australia and that is this Sunday we are so excited to run with you guys we're doing a 5k run together you can run it you can walk it jog it whatever you're comfortable with it's going to be a lot of fun and it's all for a really great cause. Yeah, can't wait. And then we also have our Refer a Friend competition on at the moment so you can win tickets to our kick retreat in Byron, which you would have heard us talk about on here a lot because we are just so, so excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot wait. So it is not too late to enter. We have eight double passes up for grabs. So I've, I've had a lot of messages, I don't know about you, Sophie, mm. but asking like how do you buy tickets yes. if you don't win? Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, this whole retreat is a giveaway. Yeah. So you can only win tickets to come. Um, and so to enter, you just need to refer a friend to kick by heading to our website. We'll pop the link in the show notes. Then your friend must sign up by the 2nd of March via the win a retreat email sent to their inbox. This is a really important part of it yeah. to be entered into the draw. So just make sure you have done that. And yeah, we cannot wait. Yeah. And you know, if you have more than one friend who enters, your name will pop up more than once. Yes. <laughs> so you'll be more of a chance. But you know, we're so excited. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. And now, special share. Yeah. Have you got one? Yeah, mine's really random. Are you ready? 
Yeah. Because this one is one of those ones where I could be really alone. Well, me and my mum could be really alone in being the only ones in the world that didn't know about this. And it's like, could be one of those moments where it's like, yeah, didn't you know Hang that? on. Let me have a guess. Oh, you're not going to guess it. Okay. I, I, what is the category? Food. Food. Yeah. Food preparation is the category. Food pep- Okay, this is a random. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've gone from foundation it's to really, food preparation. It's really <laughs> awesome though. And is I'm it gonna- putting an onion in a blender? No. Okay. Oh, that's good though. But I've no, never done that. Like I see some people that are really yeah. organised do it. I can't yeah. do the washing the but blender. Then washing the blender. Yeah. 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 Okay, no. So this is, this is, it's changed. No, it's not changed my life. <laughs> and you're, so when did you know either? No, she <gasps> taught me and she okay. was like, oh, look, yeah, this is what you can do. I didn't know about it. Did and she learn like, on oh, TikTok? No, someone, I think it worked on it. Anyway, <laughs> it's, you know, corn on the cob. Yes. You buy a your corn favorite. on the cob that's still got its leaves on it. Yep. Like a full fresh one. You just put it like that in the microwave for four minutes. Yep. With its leaves on, no water, nothing. It comes out, you peel the leaves off very easily and all that stringy stuff that usually comes off will come off really easily and the corn is cooked. It's steamed in the leaves. See, this is not helpful for me because I don't – I'm not a you large like corn. corn the I'm not – I feel like it's messy. Okay, but what about when you're making like a Mexican bowl and you want little corn pieces or a salad or something, you want little corn pieces? I don't Four like the microwave. microwave. I don't <laughs> use it. I don't – I don't know why. You know how there was that when we were younger? It was like if you use a microwave, like it's oh bad. Oh, my gosh. Which is like not – it's not bad. So for everyone listening, I'm just – but I've just – I feel like that's been in my head since I was like, I don't know, five or something. Yeah. And we – I did used to cook two-minute noodles, but I just don't – I hardly use the microwave. Like we have one, but it's like in the cupboard underneath. Yeah, I know. We probably use it like mm, – I don't even know when I – I heat up food <laughs> in a pot. Yep. What would I put in the microwave? I literally can't tell you the last I, time I, I put something in the microwave. The most common thing I put now is corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> um, However, thank you. No, you're so welcome. So if you anyway. are a fan of microwaves, no, a fan of corn. If you well, are a yeah, fan you have of like steam, because usually I used to like either boil it or steam it or grill it or whatever. There's so many ways to cook corn on the cob. But now, because the reason why I've got into it is because Harvey really likes chewing on it. He'll cut yes. up little pieces and he, he loves chewing on them, corn on the cob. Anyway, so now I just put it. In and it's and also if anyone has ever stripped the leaves off a raw corn on the cob before, it's mess. It's really <laughs> Sorry, this, this episode, is such a weird special share. This episode is but I feel like anyone, really anyone that, that is a fan of corn on the cob. You just tuned in right now, and you were like, "Is this what is this podcast?" Tuned in right just now, so like we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they've if obviously just, tuned like, in from like, the start. You acted like you got in the car, your partner's listening, and you're like, "Aren't you listening to a podcast?" on social media and it's like if you strip your corn you know what? I'm gonna make it into a bloody tiktok and it's gonna go viral yeah. <laughs> okay can you that's good sure I'll okay go. good okay good anyway okay so thank you for that mm. if What's so yours? if you're a microwave fan and you're also you don't a corn a microwave fan. fan well I'm not a microwave fan so that special share you're, you're doesn't work fan, for me but like you you're like I'm you a hater <laughs> As long as you're not a microwave hater, this one's for you. But also, can I just say one more thing I was what? thinking of? Pretty funny, I thought. No, I mean, okay. I don't know how to come out, but I feel like Harvey is destined to like corn. Of course he is. Because he would have had a lot of corn, like popcorn, mm. when he was in your belly. Absolutely. It wasn't really funny. It was just a fact. No. <laughs> I thought that was funny. You're probably on the ball there. That's, yeah. Anyway, I prefer to eat corn in a popped version. Yeah, same. So I'm not a corn hater. Okay. <laughs> 
just in my <laughs> Oh my god, what is okay, your special on, okay. show? Get ready for me to laugh at it. <laughs> okay, laugh at it. What is it? <laughs> it's a podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, you okay? So laugh away. It's a podcast with Brene Brown and Abby Wambok. That's not funny. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Abby Wambok is Glennon Doyle's partner. Mm-hmm. So Glennon Doyle, who I've also spoken about on the podcast, love, yeah. obviously Brene, I've spoken about a lot. Yeah. So this is a bit of a combination, but mm-hmm. Glennon is not in this podcast. It is an interview on Brene Brown. So Brene's had quite a few podcasts. This one's on her Dare to Lead podcast. And it is about, I haven't read it. I really want to read it. Abby Wambok has a book called Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. She's a, she was an athlete mm-hmm. and it is a fantastic podcast on leadership and like the new the new era of new type of leadership yeah, and nice. it's very I really like listening to people speak about leadership who are from team sports because mm-hmm. I feel like like as we relate. know yeah. but even as that with our kick team like we know that like team when player. the team comes together yeah, that's, that's when you happens. succeed yeah. and it's very different to kind of maybe the really traditional like boss hierarchical hierarchical is hierarchical. that hierarchical <laughs> Hierarchy. Yeah, that's hierarchy. it. Hierarchy. Cool. How do you do the Isn't cool? Isn't it just hierarchy? Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> hierarchy <laughs> of, of the leadership, um, kind of like old style leadership, yeah. which I'm not a large fan of. No. And so it was really, really good. I highly, highly recommend. Nice. I really like listening to Abby. Fantastic. Yeah. So do you want to laugh at my... No, I'm not going to laugh at that. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so now, 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 now for today's episode. Today's episode actually is also not funny. Well, it's not... It's also not like... Don't bring the mood down. No, it's not. No, it's just it's just a topic. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So for today's episode, we are talking all about social media and there was an amazing amazing campaign done by the butterfly foundation Mm. it was called their body kind online campaign there were some incredible influences in that campaign including denny who we've had on the podcast Liv rogers kate wasley there was alira yeah alira Mm. potter it was it's fantastic we highly we'll put the link to the campaign in the show notes but watching that the video and the Butterfly Foundation, we actually also touched on last week. So they do incredible work in support for eating disorders and body image issues. And you can contact them for support um, at one 800 They also have an online chat or email function if you prefer not to chat over the phone. So if you do need to contact them, that's there for you. Um, and yeah, so we watched these videos and we, we thought we really wanted to speak about it because I think a lot of what we do at Keep It Cleaner is about, you know, feeling good in your own skin mm. and, and stopping comparison and not like realising that we are so much more than our bodies. And sometimes social media can make us feel like we are not. Mm. And it can be a way that, you know, you might really be on top of your confidence and then all of a sudden you scroll or you get on TikTok or whatever it might be and then you start feeling like shit. I've started swearing a lot more on this podcast. I really apologise. Do you? Okay. So that's what we, yeah, we wanted to talk about today. And we wanted to start by going through. So the Body Kind Online did a survey. So that's with the Butterfly Foundation. And some of the statistics that came out of that, I mean, I probably wasn't extremely surprised reading them, but it's just, it's when you see it there with a tangible number, it just feels a bit more, okay, this is, social media is really impacting us. So. 34% 34% of people reported they compare themselves to influencers, which that one actually was, I think, 
I I think in the past maybe five years, maybe before it would have been different. Yeah. A bit higher. I reckon it would have been higher. Agreed. So that's probably, I mean, it's still 34% of people comparing. So we want to get that down to zero. 42% of people reported using filters to improve the way they look on social media. Mm. 62% agreed they felt pressure to look a certain way on social media. Yeah. That's That's sad. Yeah. 86% reported they had to unfollow or mute a person's account as it was having a negative impact on their mental health. I actually love that one. I mean, it's sad. It's, it's, that's horrible, but I love the action of that, which we're obviously going to talk about. Yes, absolutely. And 40% of respondents reported comparing their photos posts to those of others. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to, this episode, break it into kind of a few parts. So we've got comparison, which we're going to talk to first, body positivity, filters, Likes, comments, views, follows, like how we feel about them. Um, And then tools. We wanted to make sure in this episode a big part of it was giving our tools that we have kind of – we've been on social media for a while (laughs) and the things that work for us so you can actually take something away from this episode and hopefully make your social media, if you are struggling with it, a more positive place. And also a big thank you. I'm about to hand over to Steph because I've just been talking way too much. But a big thank you to the community as well for sending in – I did a little question box last week about – thoughts on comparison and how social media makes you feel and also thoughts on on filters so we're going to start each kind of section today with the community thoughts because I think it's really important while Steph and I can say you know how we feel um, we're only two people so we wanted to open it up to the community and hear how you feel about it as well. Okay so one of the first thoughts that came up uh, that was sent in to Laura was I struggle to remember that everything is a highlight reel, especially with casual pictures. Mm, totally, this edit. is hard. Yeah, because I think even casual that I think because when you see someone super dressed up, like you, or maybe really a photo shoot, you know they've yeah, been in yeah. hair and makeup yeah. for three hours, and they'll probably say that now when it's not. I mean, most pages will probably say, you know, I did not wake up like this. <laughs> like I have had someone working on my face for mm. for two hours. So. Um, you obviously do not compare, but I think it does. It is hard when it's like just a casual pic on like the couch and people yeah. look like flawless. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that is really really hard. Um, and I wonder. I mean, I think the hard thing with that is it's good that in Instagram and social media in general is becoming maybe less of a highlight, depending on who yeah. you follow. Yep. But it's yeah, still, totally. I think it's it's becoming more maybe not just when you're dressed up, yep. but it's also you have to remember it's still. A highlight reel. Yeah, absolutely it is. And I think, I mean, that's that's such a fair comment. I think a lot of us would probably often fall into that um, habit of forgetting, you know, that it is mainly a highlight reel. Mm. The hard thing is, though, I, I struggle sometimes with the whole highlight, highlight reel thing too because sometimes I go to Instagram for a positive space, isn't like because I've made it, which we're going to go into later, but because I've made it a positive space, sometimes I go there to feel more positive um, or I'll go to like a certain page that I know is going to make me feel positive and stuff like that. So it's hard because I love seeing people be raw and opening up and I know how much that can help people because even when we've done it, you know, people have reached out. So I totally understand that part of it. But I think because I'm, I suppose I've been on both ends of the spectrum when I see things as like a highlight reel, I think I'm just so – I just know that it's not real. Like mm. I know that they they might have had an argument with their partner five minutes before that photo yeah. or like, you know, I just know that because that's that's me. Like not everything – I put out a highlight reel, absolutely. I don't share every tough part about my life because there's things that I, you know, include other people or there, there's boundaries. There's mm. a line that I'm not going to cross. Um, so it's hard. I have a really mixed – 
opinion and feeling about this highlight reel thing because even me myself I know I I put it out there because I'm never gonna show absolutely every negative thing in my life out on social media and that's a good reminder yeah I think it's so important to remember that because it is and even you know with relationships for example Mm. I mean we're recording today and it's in it's Valentine's Valentine's Day and I think even with you know people might put out a relationship pic that's you know supernatural that you know no makeup or whatever but it's still it might not you might then not compare your skin to them because you know it might show their natural skin but you might compare your relationship and, yep. oh, they're having a really good day. But as you said, you never, never know what happened outside of that moment. And that is just one moment out yep. of 24 hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so important to remember that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another thought that came through on comparison. I find myself always subconsciously comparing myself to what I see online. It's totally common. Yeah. And again, it's every aspect. It's the relationship. It's, you know, their life, their career, what they look like, you know, how how often do they go to the gym? Um, I think the comparison trap, we have spoken so much on this podcast in the past about the comparison trap. And unfortunately, I don't think there is a trick to, you know, completely avoid it in every aspect of your life for the rest of your life. Like there's, I still to this day fall into the comparison trap, maybe not in the way that I used to, like I don't really fall into the comparison trap anymore um, or, or very rarely when it comes to aesthetics or the way I look or anything like that because, I don't know, it's, it just doesn't bother me as much anymore. Um, but I certainly do fall into the comparison trap when it comes to things like my career or um, my work-life balance and all those other things that I'm trying to prioritise right now. So I think it's hard because I relate to this person um, but – Again, you just kind of have to make sure that the the space that you are watching on social media or whatever, try and follow people that you don't find yourself comparing constantly Mm. to or something. But it's it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard to avoid it completely. How do you go with that? A hundred percent. And I think this is something that we need to do because it's our subconscious so when we have things that we kind of work out that we're doing subconsciously like which is completely normal I definitely do it too everyone does it I think we need to make sure we set conscious reminders so anytime you start it might be like even talking bad to yourself so Mm -hmm. you might have negative self-talk which is subconscious because you're not really controlling it Mm -hmm. or you're not controlling you're not telling yourself to say that exactly you have to set conscious reminders so we'll go into that as a part of the tools at the end of the episode Mm. So some more thoughts, similar to the above, I feel so insecure because of what I see on social media. I constantly compare myself to others. Sometimes I do not feel cool enough. And then another said, I don't like posting photos because I don't think they're good enough. So again, these are all falling under that same trap in our minds Mm. that we think that we have to live up to someone else's um normal or what perceives as normal on social media um the comment about sometimes I feel not cool enough I want you to talk to this one because I know that this is something that years ago you don't care so much anymore of course but like this is something that you've spoken to before Mm, and I think with it's so hard with social media because I think it it just puts that pressure Mm. on you and you see you it just opens up a world of you know fashion and all these things Mm. that it it's not I mean, it is real, but it's kind of at the same time, it's like, it's not. And yeah. a lot of the stuff that we see online is has been gifted to people. Yeah. Um, and then also, what what to me I felt was quite interesting is that, because I think for us, because our jobs, a big part of our job yeah. is on social media. And so we have to, you know, uphold a certain, not that we really either care about what we <laughs> post so much, we're a bit sporadic <laughs> with the posting, but 
it is a part of our jobs. Yeah. And but for people that have a social media account that social media is not a part of their job, I found it really interesting that people feel and it's really sad that people feel like they need to post photos that are good enough. Yeah. But it's Agreed. like for what? Where yeah. is that standard? Is it Agreed. like you need to post photos that are good enough to keep up with your friends or keep up with other people that yeah. their job is their social media? It's and it's like why do we feel like we have to have this and I think if I, I think back to when I because when I I mean when I first started Instagram though, I suppose I did as well think that you know, you had to post, you know, with a nice filter and, and mm. make this created feed, which just makes it yeah. just, it's so sad that we feel like we need to have, if it's not our, and even for us, it's not our job. But I suppose if you think about it though, we do post, like, I'm not going to take a photo of the bin and post it. No. You know, because <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it is, it's a it's curated. curated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just the pressure. And, and then it like TikTok's exactly the same. The yeah. pressure is just yeah. so much. And to have like the, there's something coming up um, in the next one, which is body positivity, um, which is around, you know, being skinny and, and mm. looking a certain way with TikTok. And so something that came in on that was TikTok and the culture towards being skinny and looking a type of way. Example, symmetrical face, tiny waist, skinny legs, bright eyes, high cheekbones. It's more toxic than filters and it's why I have deleted it, even mm. though I have no issues with me. Mm. And that's something that we've spoken about with TikTok. I think there's it's a really interesting place mm. because there's videos that are just someone in their pajamas like yelling at like something <laughs> and it gets like 85 million views yeah. and it's really funny and they're not in any way putting out an image that's yeah. unattainable. It's just like someone in their house. There's a lot of really relatable content on there at the same time as... Exactly. But yeah. then there's this other type yeah. of content and it's this like, it's what I find is a lot of the the women look the same in that like it's you know the little they wear the same kind of outfits like really low cut pants crop top or bikini and it's they look absolutely beautiful Mm. but it's just it's so unattainable Mm -hmm. and I would just it just makes me think to like young women especially in high school now coming through and how they would feel about that Oh my just God. so hard. Yeah, I agree. There's this one um, woman on TikTok. She's done a few of them, but she actually did because she's like our age and she did like, oh, if TikTok existed in like the 90s and this is like how we would have dressed and danced. And it was like she, she I had saw like that. Braces, that was funny. orange yeah, foundation, yeah, yeah, yeah. blue eyeshadow, like a really high pony and she was like doing a, a really um, – a dance to – I think it was like S Club 7 or something like that and it was really playful and fun mm. and youthful I think. And then it like flashed to, you know, 13-year-olds now and it's true they are maturing, if I can use that word I suppose because um, that's a bit debatable but like they are growing up very quickly now and I think on TikTok often these – young women will pop up and and I would think that they were at least 20 and then I realized that they're like 15 I'm like whoa and you would that that for me that's really scary because I know if I was a young teenager on TikTok I would absolutely have been um, comparing myself to all of these people Um, but you're so right Laws it's it is it can be really damaging what they're putting out because often it's those who are then putting out like what I eat in a day or like Mm. what I yeah and it's just when you start a what I eat in a day or um, how I exercise in a day with like a tensing, you know, body thing, you're basically portraying like if this is this is what you want to look like, this is what you need to do, and that's that's super damaging. Um, but I think going back to uh, what we were talking about before in the comparison kind of topic of you know not feeling cool enough or comparing, I think when it comes to coolness, um, it's what you touched on before about being 
making a conscious effort, make a conscious effort to redefine cool, right? Because like what is cool often changes, mm. like it literally changes every year, um, whether you were, we're talking about fashion or a way to be or whatever, what is cool is always changing. So that means that what is cool in your mind can also change because it's it's like body types, you know, the different body types that have been, you know, cool or like in or yeah. trending or what we should try and aim Which to be. Which is crazy. It's so wrong yeah, that a body so type trends because 100%. we can't change our body types. But you look at it over the over the time, Marilyn Monroe, Kate Moss, like it has changed so much Kardashian. over the times. Exactly. Yeah. So again, we just need to switch our mindset and like change it internally because unfortunately – you know, society is always going to have something that's trending. There's always going to be something that's like a little bit against what, you know, you might believe in internally. Even the trends now, mm. the fashion trends are mm. kind of what's cool. So cut out. It's gone back to 90s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And that style, what I really struggle with, and obviously I am a size eight mm-hmm. body. I, ex- I have a naturally from, I have the same body as my mum. Mm-hmm. I have a sporty body, right? <laughs> I still do not feel confident wearing half of the stuff that is on trend at the moment. Mm. Low cut jeans. I would rather, <laughs> I just, I can't, I, it's for my body type. Yeah. It doesn't, and I, I just, it's, and then cut out. Like mm. I have some things that are cut out, but some things that are cut out is like, I remember I've, it was for my hens actually. I, I bought a cutout dress mm. and I, I sent a video to you and I was like, I, I, I do not feel confident in this. I'm yep. going to feel – and it's like I have not got no. – I'm now very no, comfortable you looked amazing in who I am. It. You did. Like but I just knew – I felt uncomfortable. I was like, this is, is impractical. It's, up to you. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm going to be worrying the whole day. Mm. It was just – and I just – I thought like I am a size 8 mm. sporty body looking person mm. and I feel – and I have quite – I know that my body is not my worth yeah. but I want to feel comfortable when I wear clothes. yeah. yeah. And I felt self-conscious in those yeah. clothes. And it's just, you don't, yeah, that's why it's so hard. The trends at the moment, are, yeah. what I hate the most about it is a lot of them favour a very specific, you know, small waist, yeah. like you flat stomach body type. Mm. And it's not, it is not achievable for like 90% of, of the population. Yeah, I think what's not achievable is more so, so like what I want to touch on there is body types, right? Because I think, and I know you think this too, you should be able to wear whatever you want, no matter what your body type. Yeah. Whatever you feel comfortable in is what you should feel confident in. But when you see the trend that's happening now continuously put on the exact same body type, it's like you actually, in your head, you think that that is the only way. They, they are the only type of people that could feel comfortable. And, and absolutely, you said you don't feel comfortable. That's what's important. You don't wear it. But like your body type, a size 14, whoever wants to, a size 6, whatever whoever wants to wear that and feels comfortable wearing that should should wear that but it is unfortunate that at the moment the the stuff that's trending is continuously favoring not only like is in like um in campaigns and like putting out there on social Mm. media is that certain body type for sure a hundred percent filters Filters, filters, filters. So <laughs> I think one thing with filters that I find – so I've stopped using them mm. um, mainly because – well, because first of all I was like – I, it was kind of like a – I used to use 
I used to filter them with like, I don't know, what's it called? Visco Cam that yeah, app, yeah, which like would change the, the lighting yeah. kind of thing. But then I did, at, a, a long time ago, I used to use like the filters when they first came out because it was a novelty. Mm. Like the Snapchat filters that then came to Instagram when they first started. Yeah. But then I started and I didn't use, you know, there, there's some that completely change your face, but then there's some that just like put the little, smooth it all smooth out. Smooth it all out or, or make grain and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I used to use those a bit and then I realised, you know, why, why am I – because I mm. – but I'd use them and I'd be like, hey, look better when I'm using this. I feel more comfortable putting myself out there like mm. this. And then I realised, like, this is not – this yeah. does not feel true to me. Mm-hmm. I've got no issues with filters. I know a, a lot of people find them really fun and that was what I found – was quite interesting when I was speaking to some people through my DMs mm-hmm. about some people literally like I know it's a filter and the good thing with Instagram at least is that you can see that it's got that the filter. Got on the it. filter. Yeah. So if someone's using a filter and someone put this in as a really great tip that if you see someone and you think oh I don't look like that and then you try the filter on your face so you say oh it completely changed my face yeah. so they don't look like that either yeah. I think yeah. that was that was helpful. Yeah. However, I think there's still so while I think people know that filters are being used and you know they they're mm. there and we can see it. Mm. I think there's still that subconscious effect that they have. Yeah, agreed. And I think it's more about what the what the effect is doing to the person using them. I think more so. I think we can look at someone else using a filter and yeah, be aware that it's a filter, but I think if you're constantly putting a filter on yourself, it, it I feel like that's where the issue is um, more so. And I think for me, I was exactly the same laws. I thought they were so much fun and I used them all the time and it's only up until recently that I, I stopped using them. I mean, I didn't use them in every single story, but as I said, I found it really fun. And then I realised that a lot of the ones that I was favouring, you know, I was like really tanned, my eyes were a little bit bluer, my hair was a bit blonder and I was like, why, why, <laughs> why am I so obsessed with using this filter and like what's wrong with just continuously not using one? So yeah, I... Um, I, I can see how people are, are torn with whether or not they use them and I do think it comes down to the individual and how it affects hmm. them personally. Um, but, yeah. I think for me my biggest issue with them is they're called things like beautiful face Pretty or face, perfect model girls. Lips. Model, like, yeah. 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 So all these terms mm. that make you feel that if you've then changed it. So for me, every time I change, use a filter, mm. it makes my nose half the size. Yeah, it makes my lips go... Yeah, so yeah. that then tells me, okay, so for me to have a perfect face, a model – and also I've done modelling. Yeah. So, like, my <laughs> face already was by the – like, I was lucky enough – well, I don't know if lucky is the word, but I was privileged enough to be able to do that. So mm. my face already fit those yeah. standards. Yeah. But even though in Australia yeah. I have been in been able to do a photo shoot or whatever and mm. booked for a job commercially, mm. my face is still not good enough with this filter because it makes my nose smaller, my yeah. eyes bigger, <laughs> makes my – lips a bit more I look really bizarre with a filter I'm not used to myself I, mean, yeah, I, I, I don't I look like an alien because yeah, some people I look so good I'm like oh I look a bit scary but that's <laughs> what, like it just doesn't yeah it doesn't I don't, I don't like it but it's just it makes me feel really sad that you know I'm being told that when I my face yeah. is completely changed that's when I'm beautiful by this filter but I think also if you spoke to you know surgeons and all that there it's again it's a bloody trend like mm. everyone is starting to look the same. And I think that's what this filter is doing as well. It's like the same filter is is being worked on everyone's face to try and make them look similar. What, why? Mm. <laughs> and it's like there's no if, – if people want to get stuff done to their face, like that's whatever, absolutely it's fine. Up to you, you, do, yeah. you, you do whatever you feel yeah. comfortable with. And you, someone came in and said, um, filters make me feel better about myself because it's my ideal self I wish I could look like. Um, and that, I mean, that to me made me feel a little bit sad because – 
I, I feel like I wonder if you if you hadn't seen that version, yeah. the, the filtered version of yourself, where someone someone in their computer yeah. that's I think they you can make them yourself, can't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. On or whatever it might be, I don't know what technology you make a filter with, yeah. but someone sat there and said, in my eyes, this is the idea of what perfect looks like, and mm-hmm. then that's put onto others. But obviously, and then that that's in beauty their mind. is different to yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there was other something that came in that made me sad is that I got to the point where I hated normal photos of myself and felt ugly because of the perfect filter. Mm. And I think that's where the big risk comes in. And we've spoken about this mm. back like maybe how many years ago would it have been now? Maybe eight. I don't know how many years ago. I used to use Facetune. Mm-hmm. which is my most hated app in the whole world. Mm. I maybe hate it more than filters because Absolutely. it's not – you don't know that someone's used it. And no. it's now become so technologically advanced mm. that you can change your entire face and your body mm. and you can't tell that it's been morphed mm. and changed and um, and that puts pressure because you're the comparing yourself to a photo you see online but that person doesn't actually look that way because yeah. they've edited their body. And it was like when I used, to, I used to always edit my arms and I had such an issue with them, which is so crazy. I don't even think about my arms anymore. Mm. Like they're just things in my body that like help me lift things. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. the purpose of them. And the thing was I stopped I stopped doing it because yeah. I was like, I need to stop. I yeah. stopped doing it. And then it took time. But yeah. after about six months, I didn't – because all I could – every time I took a photo, I went straight to my arms and thought, they're not good enough, I need to edit them. Mm. After six months, I was – I didn't even look for them. Yeah. You don't and even – also, two years down the track, you then look back and you're like, you look at the original yeah, photo and yeah. you're like, why did I even yes, bother? Like, yes. what? Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. But it, it, it is a bit of a journey to, to get used to not using mm. things like that. Um, and it's the same with filters as well. But you're so right. I think they can put that idea in people's head that they need to look, a, you know, a different way. I mean, I have a girlfriend who who's so beautiful and she's such a legend and she's always been you know I obviously like anyone she's had insecurities and stuff like that but she's always come across really confident and comfortable in her own skin and it was only like a couple of months ago she opened up to me and my other mate saying that like you know she never really thought about it but now she's thinking about getting work done only because of what she's heard or seen or whatever Mm -hmm. she's like I've never even had a problem with I think it's her, her lips or something but you know I've never had a problem with it and until like now she never had an issue with them until she's seen it that way so I think that's the damage that filters can have mm. um but yeah yeah it's hard because it's it hard. is it's you do whatever you whatever you feel comfortable in you know you have every right to do to your face or your body whatever it might be but it is it is yeah I think remember that this filter I think the most important thing is just reminding yourself that this filter of perfect or beautiful whatever it was has been made by one person in their house mm. so it's only their definition so, like, you can make your own. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Now, likes, comments, views, follows. Mm. The validation of yeah. the 21st century. Are we in the 22nd century? I don't know. I don't know the centuries, but the Maybe validation not. of the modern world. Well, centuries what do you think every about 10 years. So, we're still in the 21st century. Yep. Okay. <laughs> or is it 100 years? Far out. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, century. the modern oh, technology world. Yes. Century is century and it's definitely 100, I'm quite sure. Okay, so we're definitely not in the 20th Yeah, we're in the, 20, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the 21st century. Okay, 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 go. So how do you feel about what is your relationship with all of these things, likes, comments, views, follows? Okay, so my relationship with likes, comments, views and follows has changed a lot over the years. Um And I suppose I'll start back for, you know, when I was growing my following and when it was the be all and end all and all I cared about. Um, I mean, I've never really had that relationship, actually, to be fair. I've I've always kind of treated social media as just a bit of fun. Um, 
knowing though that it is a huge part of what I do, I did take likes, comments and views and follows very seriously and I did want to grow my audience. Um, Anyway, these days I have a different relationship because I realise that the algorithm ebbs and flows and things change and there's no controlling them and I used to get really down and out if I would post something and it wouldn't get any attention or reach any people and I was really upset about it and then I was like why do you care Um, and I think the only time I still care about it is if I'm working with someone and someone has paid me to do something and the algorithm is not working in my favor I don't I feel bad I do feel bad and Mm. that is when I watch it but other than that honestly I I do not care anymore and I've realized that it's because I've come to this point where I'm not going to please everyone it I'm like everything that I put out there isn't going to be for everyone um which is why I don't really care about my following anymore and I've actually noticed my following the way it's been dropping is less men are following me which is great. <laughs> like I used, to, I would have seen my following dropping in the past and been really scared about it. But when I look at who is still following me or whatever, it's the people I want to be talking to anyway. So yeah, I have a different relationship with it now. And I know that what I put out there is what I want to put out there. And if there's people that don't really like seeing what I'm putting out there anymore and they choose to unfollow me, that's I'm not letting that affect my life anymore or they choose not to like something or comment on something that doesn't affect my life anymore. So that's where I'm at. Are you similar? Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I think as well with this, I think as you said, if you have a business, so for example, the way that we approach our Keep It Cleaner Instagram page versus our personal Instagram pages are a little bit different Different. because Keep It Cleaner or, you know, if you have a business page, you're probably looking at, you trying to reach a lot of people. Exactly. And you're you're thinking, it is a business. So you you think about it. Okay. So we want, our objective is to grow X, to reach more people, but also to get more engagement and therefore, you know, whatever you might be doing to say your, um, selling shoes mm-hmm. you want more people to send it to, to maybe share the shoes, the shoes yeah. or whatever it might be or save it or you know click to purchase that's completely different because mm. that way then you think okay what strategically can we do to ensure that more people see this more mm. people click through what type of images work better yeah. etc so it's very different this is we're talking about this from a personal, personal perspective though and so what's really important when you take that from a business and maybe even if you have a personal brand and you're mm. growing it you would think about it in a business way totally absolutely fine yeah. but when you're thinking about it just as your personal page yeah. likes comments views follows do not matter no. they are things that are literally in the, the do you call it the metaverse yeah. whatever the heck you call it <laughs> you that can't control them it, you can't control them and they also do have nothing to do with what your worth is 100%. and I think there's this miss this I think it's very much subconscious I don't think anyone wakes up and says I want to feel validated by likes comments and no. engagement on social media but unfortunately we do and I put together a few questions to think about We don't need to go into all of them, but just for people to maybe think about because I think it is a subconscious thing and it's Mm. not something that, yeah, you're not actually thinking I want to be defined by how many likes I have, but I think sometimes it can happen and it is so wrong because Mm. what happens in, you know, your friends and how you make people feel, um, you know, what you do every day and like all of those things that have nothing to do with social media, that's what matters in our lives, Mm -hmm. not our likes and our comments. So I would have a think about how do they make you feel? Mm -hmm. So do you find – and there was a time that, you know, if you post a photo, if, or maybe for me, if I post a photo, I'm like, if I get X amount of likes on it, I feel more worthy. Mm, mm. What the heck? Yeah, I know. I know. Like, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter as long as I feel – it might be like, oh, wow, people like my outfit. Who gives – 
S H I T about mm. that. I sorry, <laughs> so weird. Is it weirder when I spell it? Now? It's weirder when you spell <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, who gives a shit about um about what I'm wearing? As long as yeah. I feel confident in what I'm wearing, yeah. Uh, who cares? I don't care if Betty from Queensland likes my outfit because I'm the one that wearing I'm wearing it, and yeah. that's the only person that should matter. So I really think about how do they make you feel, um, and then are they correlated with how you feel about you? So if someone if you post something and you don't get enough likes as per whatever like ratio that you have yeah. set yourself, which yeah. is crazy anyway. Does that make you feel bad? You know, if you post a photo, will you have a bad day if you don't get the validation that you were seeking from it? And then mm-hmm. in which case I would say make sure disconnect that, like literally like pretend it's like a rope and chop Cut it because yep. you are so much more than what likes and comments you get. Mm-hmm. And then if it's anything to do with your worth, your worth has nothing to do with your social media yep. engagement. Yeah. Which is sounds really silly when we say it, but we actually think that it no, does. Hundred percent. Whether you should feel confident in what you're wearing, your style, as I said, it's your style. What you wear is your choice. What you do is your choice. You don't need other people to validate it or think that it's okay because mm. it's not their life. It's your life. Um, you know, if it affects your confidence in general, do you need them to feel validated? And then what about joy? I think this is a, a really important one. Do you need them to feel happy? Mm. Is that where you're getting? your you know when when we get uh, if you rely likes, too much on that for joy like well I don't think we should rally it at all no exactly it shouldn't come from that because then it's again our if we feel happy in our life it is completely in the hands of whoever the heck is following you on social media yeah. which is pretty and it might just be your friends you might have a private page and you mm. might have not just your friends it might be people that you know 500 people on there or 200 or 100 whatever it might be but you're then doesn't doesn't matter how many followers you have but you're putting it in the hands of other people mm. if you can have a good day or if you feel happy and it's not where we should get our happiness from no it just doesn't make any sense but unfortunately it does. It's something that we yeah. do. 100%. 100%. And I think they are all great questions that everyone should, if anyone feels like that. I need to revisit them. <laughs> I've got them written in my phone. And I, if you ever feel like you're starting to get, you think that likes and all those things and followers matter, mm. then to be reminded that they don't, it, they help me. Perfect. And now to finish this last part, we want to make sure that we also touch on some tools to make Instagram or social media or whatever platform you use a safer and more enjoyable place. Because the thing is, is obviously what we've gone through is a lot of, there's a lot of damaging things that can happen through social media for sure, but it can also be a really beautiful place as well. I mean, even as Kath Ebbs touched on the other week, you know, until she started following other people who were non-binary or gay, she realised that that she could be happy that way. She, she, growing up, she thought, if I'm gay, I'm going to be unhappy, I'm going to be miserable my whole life. And it opened her eyes to, you know, a lot of people who are really confident and happy to be that way. And that was that's really beautiful. And I think I'm, I'm the same in the way that I've tr- controlled my social media. It is a happy place for me now, the way I go on it and the way I use it. I'm really having a a tough time on social media these days because of the way I've curated curated my feed and even even incoming things I don't get really trolled anymore because I've controlled it to be that way like I've restricted people Mm. as much as you can possibly do um from trolling me and whilst I feel for a while when I first started doing that so what I'm talking about is I used to get dms very very judgmental um dms that were really really critical 
and they would affect me. And the way that you can filter your DMs now um, is, is really great. And at first when I was doing it, I felt a, we- a bit weird. Like I felt like mm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe what if a message comes through that I should probably read? Because I do take I take criticism um, seriously. Like if I'm doing tell something us, wrong. Tell us what the filter is and then I think it explains why you're not doing that at all because I think what you filtered out – was never constructed. And I've, no. I've done the same thing. Yes. And the, the, so what? tell us what the filter is. It, I don't know. What, it's what, people it who don't something? follow you. Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry. Yes. So it's people who don't follow me. Yes, 100%. They can no longer um, DM me because it really was them that were sending quite damaging messages it was, they to were me. Just, they were and, – and I, I – Ruthless. I, yeah. And I obviously have a smaller following than you, so I got them on a smaller – ratio but they the 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 messages that you get from people who don't follow you often from fake accounts yeah and they're often the people that don't follow you they don't like you they hate they don't want to follow you so they but they hate check your page so they go in and they don't like something and they'll write to you and like you're and it's it's never I have to say I've never ever ever constructive or maybe (laughs) out of a hundred I've had one constructive message where I actually have thought you know what I can do better I have learned something from this this is productive and constructive thank you for sending it through however for me it's like out of I can get constructive yeah. feedback from my actual followers yes. who know me yeah. and so they won't take things out of context Agreed. and they understand where I'm coming from. Um, and then so for me, I know I get that and mm-hmm. that they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so just to get that one through out of 100, it's yeah. not worth it because the 99 are horrific. Horrific. And it has made me enjoy logging on. Well, obviously I'm just automatically logged on, but going on to Instagram so much more because I am – I found myself questioning everything that I was putting out there because I was putting way too much. Um, I mean, I was putting myself on a pedestal to literally please every single person, even the people who don't follow me, which is just ridiculous. So um, that changed the space for the better for me. And there's there's a whole bunch of different things that we're going to go through. Um, but that one for me personally, that was that was probably the biggest thing. And then... You could do the same thing for comments. So yes. if your, your profile is public, you can change Even who words, can comment. You can yeah, and words. words. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is great. But let's go through Let's go through all the things. Okay, so obviously... Well, that was one of them. That was, that was, that was that's one That's a great one. But obviously, you're, what, the, the biggest message of all of this is you're in control of what you see. You, it's your Instagram. There's tiny little bits that can fall through the cracks, of course, but overall you are in control so you're allowed to set the boundaries that you want for your space so what are some boundaries on your instagram that you have set for yourself boundaries Mm. very important boundaries aren't they (laughs) and yes when you say we're we're in control it's something that even within boundaries i think we forget that we curate our instagram feed so you we need to own it like we can say oh social media sucks it's such a bad place we made it that way. Yep. We are in control. Go yep. and unfollow every single – the biggest boundary for me is people that don't make me feel good. Yeah. If I – so there's two options. One is mute because yep. you if don't want you, them to you don't want you, – if you're worried about it, yep. yes, just mute them. Yep. They, you don't have to see their content. They won't make you feel bad. They won't they, – you haven't unfollowed them, so mm-hmm. like you don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. if you're a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Also, or if you don't know them – Unfollow. You do not need to have people on your feed that make you feel bad. So set a boundary. Mm-hmm. That's the number one boundary for me. Is like control your feed. And what do you want to get out of Instagram? Do you want to go on? In, what's the point of it for you? Yeah. Is it for fashion inspiration? If it is amazing, obviously you follow is all it fashion for pages. Funny comment content that's exactly. going to make you laugh. Exactly. Is it to make you feel inspired? So you might follow. You might want to be a. I don't know a lawyer. So mm. you might follow. 
like lots of lawyers that you find inspirational. You, you might, just might whatever like funny it might cat be. videos. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many things you can do on Instagram and great content out there, but make sure you're choosing the content that makes you feel good about you. Absolutely. Not even feel good, just neutral content that doesn't make you think about your body, mm. that you just enjoy the content and makes you, you know, motive. like for example, what we really try and do um, with Keep It Cleaner and Seth, what we do with our pages is mm. obviously we post a lot. Keep It Cleaner is, is a health and wellness app and we post a lot about healthy recipes and workouts and things but we're very very conscious in what we're posting that we want to make sure that it's there for the motivation but also if you don't feel like working out that day Mm. that's cool you don't have to doesn't matter yeah absolutely so that's yeah so I think it's it's really important especially with there's a lot of um, for me it was a lot of toxic diet pages that yes caused me to have very bad relationships with eating and and a lot of the stuff we spoke about with Kath um, last week mm. a lot of those things I had to absolutely unfollow because it just didn't make me feel good it made me put pressure on myself um, and that was a that's a big big boundary for me. I agree completely and it's something that I've done as well um, and it's kind of changed over the years like when I was younger and I was coming out of that you know uh, how horrible relationship with exercise and eating I had to unfollow a bunch of models that I compared myself to I had to um, unfollow a whole bunch of different diet pages like like you did Um, and nowadays the you know it's a bit different the way that I'm using it because for me I like to use it to keep up with my friends lives Um, I follow some some business pages that I like I follow you know, fashion pages that I like. Well, mum it's like mum stuff, like educational, the best yeah. mum stuff, like really raw content that makes me feel like, oh my god, I'm not the only one that's going through this. That is what I use social media for, and I think what, what I wanted to touch on as well um, is when it comes to those people, for example, people that I actually know personally, like not just I'm unfollowing, you know, a model. Um, muting is one of the best things that's ever come into my life because I I'd never want to hurt someone's feelings or, or anything like that, but then there's also people who have come and gone from my life that I I genuinely feel better to not think about it anymore. Whatever happened or whoever this person is, I need for my sanity for everyday life to mute them and not see any of their content again. And that has made the space so much more positive for me. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just, again – curate the space to what you want to do with it and again touching on filters you do what you want to do with them obviously look at the way like reasons why you might use them um but again that is something that you choose to do you choose to use them or not to use them that is up to you yeah and I think if they are with the filters I think really checking on how they're making you feel like do they affect you and do they subconsciously affect you that's the most important question because I think if you might think they're they're a little bit of fun, but if you really think back to it, if you are posting, you know, a video of yourself or whatever it might be, a photo and you don't have a filter, like how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Because you want to make sure when you look in the mirror, you can look at yourself and say, I am awesome, not I need to change my face to be able to put this online, to be good enough. And it's like good enough for who? So I think really, really think about that. And then also um, really make sure you work out uh, what triggers you Mm. or what makes you feel sad and take that control back you might not know right now you might know a little bit and then but just make sure it's always on like in your mind that if you come across something it makes you feel bad okay that's a trigger for me I'm Mm going to remove everything Mm -hmm. like this on my social media page um, because that can make a really really big difference and it just comes back to thinking about how does this make you feel Mm. if it doesn't make you feel good you do Mm. not need to follow them you Mm -hmm. there's no there's no point Mm -hmm. and you can mute them as you said Seth I agree it's such it's such a good tool and 
we're obviously talking about Instagram here. Unfortunately, things like TikTok, it's oh yeah, can not you? The same. I'm not a large TikTok. I it's, mean, I'm doing a TikTok day in my life today, but yeah, I yeah. <laughs> it, it really goes off. I mean, look, it tries to pick up what you like, and then it keeps showing you that kind of content. But there's also things that fall on the for you page that are just completely Can random you just and out of it. On the people you follow, though, if you wanted, um, you could. Yes, yes. Okay. You, you. I think you go. There's like either for you or following or something so absolutely you can just follow a whole bunch of people that you really like and just watch their stuff I think automatically you're taken to the for you page though when you go in so you have to consciously not watch Mm -hmm. that um but yeah that that is a shame I would say that TikTok is a little bit less curated so do keep that in mind um but you can you have the option so when you set yourself a reminder write it down when I go on TikTok if it makes you feel bad to go on the for you page I don't go on it I go on the following page Mm. because you can just look at the people you follow. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if maybe if, for example, you might follow like some of my favourite people on TikTok. Millie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her surname? M- Millie. Millie Graham. Millie Graham. That's Millie Graham. She's name. very <laughs> funny. Yeah. And then is it Samantha? There's mm-hmm. a, she does the really funny um, videos like where she works mm-hmm. and if you mm-hmm. work here, this yeah. is what you like. Yeah. Like she's so, – they're two amazing. They're, I think they're both from Melbourne possibly. Or there's two, uh, two amazing Australian yeah. girls yeah. and or women and they are very successful and very funny. I yeah. love their contact yeah. on TikTok. So I follow them. And yeah. so I've, I wonder if I were to watch all on my – page my actual if I didn't go on my for you page and I went on my normal page where I follow people not you would normal, just see their content I would see their content yeah. but then I wonder if my for you page we'll would change based on up. that but anyway there's maybe a yeah. tip I don't know if that's a tip because obviously like I'm not a great TikToker it, yeah I mean it's meant to pick up on yeah what that you want to see what you yeah. like or what, what you yeah. follow um but again things fall through the crack yeah and what other I mean Snapchat's the same just make sure you that's, I mean, yeah. The good thing with Snapchat is if you've got your friends, it's not so much a... Well, you can... Snapchat, again, you can use two different ways. You can go to, like, that really public feed that's got... Ah, yes, you know, yes, yes, of course, yeah. ...big celebrities or influencers and um, media outlets and all that sort of stuff, and you can watch all that. Or you can literally just Snapchat your friend. Yeah. Again, so it comes down it to... You exactly. Mm. And if it's not going to work for you, you don't need to be on the platform. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Just because there's a new platform, you don't have to be on no, it. No, absolutely. Do what works for you. Your worth is not determined by your likes, your follows, your filters. It's not determined by anything on social media. So remember that. You don't need to post things that are good enough, like good enough for who. You mm. post whatever you want. It is your social media feed, mm-hmm. your life. And it, at the end of the day, it is just social media. It is the metaverse. And we actually live in the real world. So yes. <laughs> we do. Take from that what you – oh, actually, I have one quote that I found. It, well, it's not a quote. It's like someone's TikTok. Oh, no, I think it's a Twitter. Twitter. That's definitely a, a Twitter. Twitter. I see. Or there's another. I love one. I'm not on Twitter. I love that we're doing a social <laughs> media thing. I'm like, is it a TikTok? Or like, it's a Twitter. So it's from um, Stephen Bartlett, which is he's got a great podcast, The Diary of a CEO. Um, anyway, I really thought this was quite a quite a good quote to end on. Instagram has ruined a whole generation's expectation of relationships, work, and everything in between. It has made perfect look normal, so now good has become disposable. Mm-hmm. And that spoke to me like that's. Perfect. That speaks yeah. so much to comparison yeah. and yeah. the risk of comparing yeah. your life to the perfect world because it takes away joy from us. Yeah. It robs us of so many things. So make your feed positive. It's a great one to finish on. Have a great day. Have a great An amazing day. day or night or afternoon or morning, whenever you're listening to this. Mm. 
And Steph, you want to take us through the outro? I sure can. So um, thank you for listening. We'll be back in New Year's next Wednesday with a, another kick pod. And I'll actually be back in New Year's next Monday with a kick bump episode. Woohoo! And I loved, I have to say, cute. highly recommend, sorry, I highly <laughs> recommend the episode you recorded with Emma oh, about going back to work. Thanks. It was a real, I really enjoyed listening to it. And also, thanks. I have to say, you're so good at the start part. I really enjoy, at the start of the <laughs> kick bump episode, Steffi just talks by herself for about 10 minutes. So like the intro <laughs> we do, but it's just Steph. It's weird. And no, it's not. It's really, every time I listen to them, I think, goodness me, Steph's good at this. Like, I'm so <laughs> engaged. And I just think, wow, I really seriously love it. Oh, thanks. I recommend that episode. Really great. I physically have to, I mentally have to imagine everyone is in the room with me <laughs> because it's very strange to do myself in an intro. Um, anyway, you can find out more about Keep It Cleaner from our website, www.keepitcleaner.com. You can also sign up to the Kick program there if you wish. We have a seven-day free trial or you can find us on the App Store or Google Play. And we are also on Instagram, speaking of social media, <laughs> at Keep It Cleaner. Hopefully being positive. <laughs> at Laura.Henshaw and at Steph Claire Smith. We will chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.